So you should we'll... <clears throat> you should have it so that Mog's pom pom is blocking Venom's crotch. So it's like <laughs> so it's like <laughs> even more, even more. Oh what? <laughs> That's so funny. Is <laughs> that censored? There we go. Oh god, that's funny. <laughs> it's just his giant venom dick just right there. <laughs> yeah, just blurbed out. Censored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Gaming Effect. We're here with episode 15, the social media culture episode. Uh, I'm your co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. And I am Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, thanks for all the support on the last episode. Uh, I know it had been a couple months, and I know you're probably going to be shocked that we're back so soon. Uh, but uh, we have been able to record, actually, so... We'll see how this goes. Uh, don't forget to rate and share on all the websites, which are, at the, t at the moment, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and my YouTube channel. Uh, I say at the moment because I'm thinking about pulling SoundCloud. We're not really getting any, like, viewership there, and I it's actually cost me money to... Oh, really? Yeah, it actually does cost me money to have an account that oh, is allowed yeah. to post more than just, like, two episodes or whatever, so... Uh, if I'm not getting any traction there, probably just going to cut that short. Yeah. Uh, but it, otherwise, we'll still be on Spotify, iTunes, and my YouTube channel. Um, I've never been even on SoundCloud in my life or known anyone who's used it personally. I've only used it for this podcast. Uh, I've been on it before. It's it's a lot like any other kind of like YouTube or Twitch or anything like that. It's more of a user platform than like... I think more than anything, like I think there's major artists on it. I haven't really checked, but I think mostly it's it's kind of like a a platform for people to kind of get their stuff out there that's not iTunes or Spotify. Okay, but uh, so we are gonna have a little bit of a weird episode today because we're gonna talk about stuff that I actually said I would probably never talk about again. Uh, and it's because of it's because of me, to be fair. Well, it is because of you, but really, I, it's because of me too. Because it's like, your fault. You played the damn thing, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, I recently played the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo, uh, and it was something that I had pretty much told myself I wasn't going to do. Yeah, why did you play it? <sighs> I guess. What the real answer would be is that nostalgia got me. Uh, when they announced that the demo would be the Nibelheim reactor incident, mm. I I was like, I've always wanted to see that in 3D. I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, like, just the area, hey? Yeah, just like Nibelheim, the reactor, the scene with Sephiroth. Like, I know it was in Crisis Core, but obviously that's not the same because like Genesis was there and it's like this whole thing and... Oh. I don't really like Crisis Core anyway, so yeah, I like Crisis Core, but I didn't. I don't like the Genesis kind of stuff. 
Right. In Genesis. It's weird. It's weird because like yeah. there's some really dumb shit in Crisis Core, but then there's like stuff I really like. Like I really would have liked honestly because the the best parts here's the weird thing i don't like cloud like in final fantasy 7 and anything else i do not like cloud in crisis core i love cloud like i i feel like that like if crisis core had a lot more like cloud in it seeing like young cloud and stuff like that before he was like all like uh oh better get mockoed you know he would uh I th- I think those bits were like my favorite parts of Crisis Core, just like seeing him like as a young in trainings, a soldier right. guy or whatever. When he, when he was being himself, that's yeah, right. And and I think that's that's why I like Crisis Core. And then I just I liked the uh, when you're like in this in the because you're in the slums a little bit and stuff like that. Like I liked that that part of it. I don't know. And the world building, like. I don't know some of the world building I liked in it, but I didn't like the like all of a sudden fucking Angeal is a fucking dog face gargoyle. Like that was dumb as shit. Like there's yeah. a lot of really dumb stuff in that game. Well, and it's like anything post original game is like really touch and go when it comes to like continuity, when mm-hmm. it comes to like quality and stuff. And like, I, I what think do you what, mean? Dirge I've, of Cerberus fucking hell that i actually looked at the metacritic score for that game today to make a a point in a group chat earlier and uh what is it do you it's, know it's 59 that's way too high no it is Agreed. seriously dude i it think it should be like you, a 30 i could see 39 i want to say the user reviews were like a uh uh <laughs> you just about died slurping on your dr I, pepper yeah i did <laughs> Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure that the uh, user scores were like a 7.9 or something like oh, that. Oh, but it was like the the critic scores that were yeah, it was the critic scores that were really low. Like, okay, it's a 57 meta score based on reviews, 7.9 for fan reviews, proving once yet again that Square Enix fans do not give a fuck about quality as no, long as it's covered with Final Fantasy VII. Put like that little sticker on there. Like it. it's like it's like Mario, Mickey Mouse, or Nike, dude. Like yeah. people will suck it off no matter what because it comes from Square Enix. Like I love the company too, but dude, like admit when something is fucking flawed for fuck's sake. Like I, it that is such I, a it's hard, hard for part. me to say. I like the company. I know. Like, I I liked the company, but like I, my problem is is that we are in an age now where like. You either have to love everything about something or you hate your hair. And that's yeah. that's the problem I ran into with Seven Remake is because I was trying to be logical with people about mm. this and say, like, hey, I really liked the characters in Remake. I really Barrett. liked Barrett. That's the best Barrett we have ever gotten. Right. Barrett was great. And mm-hmm. knowing John personally, like I do, like it, it probably made me a little bit biased towards Barrett anyway. I'm coming from a guy that like I'm I'm not like a big Final Fantasy 7 fan like it's in my bottom five if you no not my bottom five now but probably like probably like my bottom 10 Final Fantasy games and uh and Barrett is like one of the not good characters like I don't like very many of the characters in Final Fantasy 7 like I like Tifa I like Sid that might be it um and but like like I didn't like Barrett. Like his, I I felt like he had zero growth after Mount Corel. Is that his hometown, Mount Corel, or something? Yes. Like 
Um, like he's just like has no growth. There's like barely ever mentioned again. And and I don't know. I just didn't really like. I, it's not that I didn't like his character. No, I didn't like his character. I he, didn't dislike has, his character. He has a lot more like growth him. at the very end when they're talking about like all the people they've lost. Yeah, but it's like. But the yeah. growth is very sporadic, I'll give you that. Yeah. Like, you have the moment with Dine, and you have, like, the moment on the airship when he's talking about losing his friends. And, like, those are two of the most, of the largest parts yeah. of his character growth. A lot of it is more focused on Cloud, but obviously he's the main character, so. Yeah. Um, but but I, I didn't like him in Seven, like, at all. I and think so the, characteriza- for- the characterizations of everybody is actually much deeper better. and much better in Remake but I feel like the story itself is obviously better really in the OG bad. for me. Uh, yeah. I, and, and that's my problem that I've run into with talking about it is because, like, I do love a lot of things about it. And that's the problem I have is that I love a lot of things about it. The You know, the characters, the music, the the gameplay I love, even. I like, that, that's I, a, the I loop don't. was a little rough when it came to, like exploration because there wasn't much like you could go down a hallway or go down another hallway or there was like forced like shimmying segments and stuff that I didn't like and like obviously it's for loading screens that are hidden and stuff like that but it really have that man right like a PS4 like and and for how small the world the fucking the town is <laughs> the right whole game technically takes place in a single fucking town or city right but but for how small it is they right. uh there's no excuses for that kind of stuff right, right. like the optimization wasn't there and they, they've been working on it for so long right too. now like, i and that's the thing like could you imagine imagine for a second final fantasy 7 remake doesn't come out on ps4 Imagine for a second, Final Fantasy VII Remake, they take longer to make it. They make it an actual remake. It's the actual full game. And it's a and it's a PS5 launch title. Like, dude, well, that, well, that would that be dope. That would have sold a fuckload of PS5s. Oh yeah. That would have like reinvigorated the franchise. You know what I mean? And, right. Like if they would have just waited, had that had that extra quality, had the actual fucking full game instead of releasing a fucking fraction of this right. one for I fucking see, 70 dollars. I see why they could and couldn't do that. Uh my thing though is like, okay, because I love so much of it, it's hard for me to be able to criticize it without people being like, You're just a hater. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I say like I love this, 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 and this but I really just didn't like this. Everybody's like, well, you fucking hate the game. Just go play the OG purist and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's not like that. Like, but these people wanted to cancel me over that opinion or that I don't like Katase and Nomura's style of writing. I never have. I probably never will. Like, yeah, I take that back. It's not that I never liked their stuff because obviously I like Final we Fantasy like eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, we like eight. We did three episodes of a podcast on it. Mm-hmm. Completely done by Katase and Nomura. But again, it's like... And, again, and even Motomu Toriyama. I have liked some of his stuff. I like Final Fantasy X. But when you look at their body of work past X, 13 is probably oh, one of the most divisive titles in the entire franchise. Yeah. Uh, 15, which was started by Nomura, 
and the ended up being fishing game of all and, time. Yeah, ended up being a, a Tabata baby, which sucked because that guy got the shit into the deal. Like, you know, uh, it just I. What games did he make? Tabata. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually did Crisis Core. Uh, he did Crisis oh. Core. He did. Uh, I think he did Final Fantasy Type Zero. I and played that one. And he also did I don't think 15. I would like it just but he wasn't the stuff. the director of 15 until like halfway he was like, through development. Yeah, he was like that you guys are taking too fucking long, give it here. <laughs> right. He was that guy basically. He was given a deadline and they're like you have to get it out by this date and he's like okay and they're like well, thank you, you're fired. Uh Yeah. It's like That's too bad, man. Yeah. It's <sighs> So I think the problem and not and and, and in Final Fantasy 7 R, it's it's worse than this, but in when it comes to Final Fantasy VIII and original Final Fantasy thirteen, because I don't know, did they do thirteen two as well? I'm I'm gonna doubt it because thirteen two is fucking good actually. I think uh, I think Motomu Toriyama did, but I don't know if the other two were involved with it. Okay, so when it comes to Final Fantasy VIII and um, Final Fantasy thirteen, I honestly think the story itself, other than there's one spot in thirteen that just destroys it all, but. The, the story itself in 8 and 13 is actually good, but the way they're told is really bad. Right. That's the problem I had with 8 originally, was that to get the context of everything that's going on, you have to read information that's not directly or explicitly given to you. Yeah. You have and, to find And look it. at the, uh, what were they, the, the, the fucking data pads or something yeah, in Final Fantasy 13? The data right? logs, so yeah. the same kind of idea. Right. The only thing, the only thing that ruined, like thirteen, has a great concept of the story, like these gods that like put this curse on you that give the, you these powers, uh, and you have to find out like what what you have to do in favor of like in servitude of these, guard, these and they, gods. And they, in order by to, the way, they can talk the whole time. They well, just that's the thing. That's to. what I mean. That's what ruins it, right? If right. they, if that, if that wasn't a part of it the story would have been really good. Like that as a concept, if they had made a fucking movie and that was like, that was like the plot of a movie. Like these guys get cursed and will die if they don't uh, figure out and complete the task that these gods need them to do. Like that's a fucking cool concept. Right. You have to admit. But then yeah, you find it, out that they can talk, and you're like, well, why didn't they just tell me what they wanted me yeah, to do? Yeah, exactly, because they obviously want that to be done, so why right. wouldn't they just tell you? Right. I did a whole video on Final Fantasy thirteen. It was like, it was my most popular video for a really long time. But, yeah, that that ruins it all, unfortunately. If they would have left that part out, it would have, honestly, the story itself would have been good, but again, the way it's told is absolutely terrible. Right, I gotta and it's get like... this remote out of my hand, or I'm gonna be <laughs> clicking shit all I know, I could tell you were doing it. Uh, it's like... I, I just don't like the presentation style that they have. And the reason is like, okay, these books come out for Final Fantasy VII Remake. And it's like, you read the Ultimania and it says Zack's alive. And in the game, Zack's alive at the end. And you're like, okay, so that means Zack's alive. But then you have a, a entire section of the fan bases that's like, that doesn't want to <laughs> believe that. That doesn't want to believe that for some reason. And then when you're like, no, that's what they said. Like, read the book, it confirms it. And then... They come out in interviews and they say, yeah, he's alive. And then everybody's like, no, that's not true. He can't be alive, blah, blah, blah. That's not how the original story goes. And it's like, we all know that. And I don't know if this is some kind of copium or something that you're on. But if the devs are saying it, it's in the book that they wrote. And it's in the yeah. game that they made. Clearly, it's, it's a fact. And then there's I, like, I, I, it's this whole thing where like, 
nobody wants to believe something because it's like, okay, you have your purists who it's are like, like they secretly know it's bad, so they're trying to do all these like mind tricks to themselves to like convince themselves that no, 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 it's gonna be good. Okay, don't worry yeah, about. Yeah, I it. promise. It, by the end of game three, it's gonna be good, and and I get it. I. I understand. Just give us Trust another me. $140 and it, it's going to get good. Because after I played Remake and I saw the ending, I was like, I was in a state of, well, they know what they're doing, right? Like, this is going to be good, I guess. Like, <laughs> maybe. I would have picked. I would, and, then, and then as the time went on, I was like, this is going to be a fucking dumpster fire. And I have no, and I'm going to have to sit here and watch one of my favorite games of all time be turned into a fucking in flames. joke a and Kingdom it's like fanfic and, and that was me like months ago when i was tr- or well years ago when i was trying to it seems like just yesterday when i was trying to talk myself into liking it mm. so i was still making videos i was still making theories i was still like smashing up, the microphone I, yeah i was coming up with ways to talk about the game in a positive light and then you'd had all these people that would come in and be like, oh, no, you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. And then I just started getting fucking frustrated. And then that's when Alex started coming out and not Soldier. <laughs> and that's when I started making meme videos, basically, about the fucking interviews and everything else. And I was like, I was, I literally made a meme where it was Hojo and Lucretia, like, hugging. And it was Katase and Namora. I had their names across it. It was Katase and Namora. And then... Nojima script on Vincent. So it was basically <laughs> like Vincent was getting fucked by Nomura and Katase. And that's how bitter I was with the fan bases. I was just memeing the shit out of it. And then like and those it were some toxic fans. Those were those were some of my most viewed videos, right? Like yeah. the ones I was memeing the fuck out of it. And it's because I was just so tired of not only trying to convince myself that I liked it. But then having all of these people come into my comment section and be like, no, you're fucking stupid. The the devs wouldn't ruin the story like that. They wouldn't make Zack alive. They already have. Blah, blah, blah. Already. And then... It, even if Zack isn't alive, they've already ruined it. And then the hard part about it is, is that when you try to be like, okay, yeah, maybe that's true. And then they come out with the interviews and they're like, no, he's alive. And everybody's like, well... Yeah, of course he's alive, because that's, like, totally what we wanted, and that's, yeah, more Zach, yeah. totally, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was almost like revisionist history it's a little bit. Like, yeah, it's we're just the same, people being fake, too. We're, like, we're the same people that were like, problem. oh my god, I hate this so much, why is Zach alive? Or, no, there's no way Zach's alive, that'd be stupid. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. now that they say he's alive, everybody's like, well, it could work, you know, even, even though he died in the original story, it could totally work. And I'm like, I... <sighs> If it works, I'm happy for those people. It doesn't work for me. And I don't know I, how it works. I just realized, like, hey, dude, not every game is for everybody. And if it turns out that that like this is the direction they want to go with it, I always have the original. It sucks yeah, because exactly. the remake will always be attached to it. But it's like I've lived for years with Crisis Core, Advent Children, and fucking exactly. Dirge of Cerberus being attached yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I can live with the remake being attached to it after 100%. all. After it's all said and done. But my point is that, like, we as a fan base have to be so much better about what we do. And I will admit, wholeheartedly, I am Fuck. just about as much as to blame as everyone else for the way I was acting, the way I felt, the what I was doing at that time. Like, obviously, with the meme videos. Like, if I could go back and do it again, I would just be honest with myself and honest with everyone else. 
But I was make better meme videos. Rip on right. them harder. I was coping so hard with what I had witnessed. And the bad part is I got an early review copy. So I was sitting on this for a week. Right. I remember yeah, you said I that. was sitting on this information for a week before everybody else got to play it. And I was thinking like, how is the world going to react to this? Yeah. How are people going to see this game when it's all said and done? Because I knew how I felt. Did you do a review of it? I did. Okay, I couldn't but remember if you did or not. the caveat with that is, is that I was not allowed to talk about the ending per contract. Oh my god, and that's like the biggest thing. Right. So that I could say that, that I felt the writing was a little off, uh, but I couldn't talk about the ending itself until like a week or two later. Like I had to wait. And that was another hard thing for me because I had to sit there and make videos as if I wasn't pissed off about it, like that I so, wasn't upset. And then when people, when I thought people were going to be upset, there was a large amount of people that were upset, and there still is. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there is. There, I think to all my to friends, say, all the people that I know personally, like in real life, that were huge Final Fantasy VII fans and still are, did not like it. They hated it. Right, and every I, single one of them. I I feel like to say that the the majority and I maybe the majority of the fan base does like it. I don't know. I can't speak for the majority of the fan base. I honestly don't know. But I will say this: there is a large amount of people that did not like it, and it was the ending because there was a lot of people like me. I loved pretty much everything about the game, minus like the padding. And the and it's very padded, very padded, and the like the whispers, obviously, like those were completely fucking unnecessary. And the fact that Sephiroth shows up like every hour, yeah, that's so dumb. Like, I get it, he is a character that is not a mystery anymore. I get that, he's not Darth Vader anymore, he's not Jaws anymore. Like, but I'll say this so. There is a clip out there now of Rebirth, and it's the Midgar Zalem fight. And at the end oh, you of get that, to fight him. Yes, you get. To, well, you got to fight him in the original. So, oh right, because he chases you. He's yeah, the yeah, swamp yeah. monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of that clip, okay. In the original game, after you get through the swamp, you get to the other side, and there's like a, a small cutscene. Right, mm -hmm. and that cutscene shows the snake. Did Sephiroth do this? Yeah, did it's the one of the most famous lines in the entire game is right there. Did mm -hmm. Sephiroth do this? Right, and that was to set up how powerful and how mysterious this guy was. Like you did not know the length of power this guy had. So like the first time you even like really kind of see it is when you see the leader of Shinra impaled on a fucking sword, and you're like. If Sephiroth is willing to kill the leader of the world, who is this guy? Then, and this was after you got through the the bloody like area of you know Shinra HQ, and then you're like, "What? This is like a horror movie?" Oh, right, because he's like dragging bodies around, right? It's like, like yeah, blood smears all over the place. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, what kind of horror movie villain is this, right? Mm -hmm. You see the 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 president impaled on a sword. Then you yeah, leave. Yeah, and that's like, isn't that the first time you see him too? You don't even see him. Oh, you just see the sword. So then you don't see him. You don't see him impaling the the president. No, that's oh, something they showed in did. in remake, but not in the original. 
that's that's where I started having problems with the remake. Was, oh, I was, thought they did show him kill no, him, and then it, that's he, what like, you don't see off. Sephiroth till like three to five hours into the game. Oh, I thought that was okay. I thought that's where you first. So came. anyway, I, you I've get past that it like three times. You get past that. You get to the swamp and you go through the swamp and then you see at that cutscene the Midgar Zalem up there on the tree and you're like, mm-hmm. did Sephiroth do this? And it's like, holy shit, this guy is fucking powerful, right? Yeah. In Rebirth, you fight the Midgar Zalem and at the very end after you've defeated it, it pulls Cloud down into the water. He's drowning. Sephiroth comes out of nowhere and saves him. And then you see him kill the Zalem and throw it on the tree. There's no mystery. There's yeah, no dumb. there's no like it's kind of like I modern. get it. You're you're seeing him kill the snake, so it's like you're still seeing that power. But the whole thing with Sephiroth is that you it's alluded to how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't get spoon fed yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. It's like it's like the whole thing with like modern modern films, where, where like and, and like even like TV shows and stuff. Like nobody respects their audience anymore. Like they think their audience are like idiots, so they have to over explain or like show every. They can't. They, they have to over explain it or like show it. Look at here. This is how it is, guys. Like it's always everything's like that now. Unfortunately, and they and and somehow in in the rebirth remake, blah blah blah, they do both. They spoon feed you Sephiroth like he's a fucking crazy ex-girlfriend that's stalking you. But then there's other things that they don't tell you and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what probably is this? Because they don't they don't know. <laughs> they like, probably don't even know what they're doing, man. The the bad part is and and we as a fan base need to take as much responsibility as the devs do, but it's because of the way they do interviews and the way they talk about things. Like, an interviewer will ask them a question, and instead of saying, like, uh, we can't answer that at this time, they come up with some long, like, explanation that alludes to everything, but they don't really say right. it, and then you're well, like... Well, then it's translated, too, right? Right, so. it's translated, so there's a lot of stuff that, you know, maybe it's being mistranslated, or yeah. maybe it's being translated by a fan who is biased and maybe giving answers yeah. that aren't real, or a little bit tweaked, or something like that, and it's like... yeah. Okay, you know, what do you believe? Then you have a book come out and it says this and blah, blah, blah. Not to rehash, but the point is, is that, like, there's a lot of things with this game that have come out that le- that are conflicting. And it causes a rift in the fan base. And it's you've got one side that's like, Zack's not dead or Aerith's going to die still. And then you've got another sect of the fan base that's like, no, we want Aerith to live, we want Zack to live, because we want everybody to have a happy ending. And it's like, then there's the other set where it's like, you know, we just want the original story expanded. And for me, this is this is my this is my cutoff point. If you do not kill Aerith where she dies, when she dies, and why she dies, at the moment you're supposed to, I cash out. Oh, you already cast out. Because that is <laughs> the point of no return for me. Yeah. Like, unless I get a review copy, I am probably not going to buy this game until one of my friends is like, hey, man, or maybe you should play I'll it. I'll watch it on YouTube. 
Right. I'm like, maybe yeah, I should play it. You know, if if the people that I trust with story, because they know how I feel about the game, so they're going to know immediately, like, hey, you should definitely play this game because, you know, you you just should, right? Not to spoil yeah, it for me. Spoil it. Yeah, Not yeah, to spoil yeah. it for me, but just to say, hey, you may want to check this out because it might actually be what you were looking for. And if it is, I'll admit I was wrong. I, I'm 100% willing to admit I was wrong if it turns out that they pull it off. I don't have faith purely for no. the reason that the last 10 years of Square Enix have not been the greatest. Yeah. And and, and what they did with the first one. Already. Right. And it's to like, me, like, I just can't justify spending money on, like, one fucking sixth of a game that's not one of my favorite games in the first place. Right. And they made it worse in, like, every way other than Wall Market. Like, everything is worse than the original, other than, like you said, the characters are better done, and Wall Market is the only thing that, like, was extra that they, they did a better job of, I feel. See, see, I can't agree with that, because I actually did like the way they did Midgar, for the most part. The force loading, the padding, stuff like that, I obviously didn't like, and I said that earlier, but yeah. I, I felt like seeing those locations come to life in the way that they brought them to life... And the the way that they like added context to certain things, like, um, I don't know, like people talking in the streets, and you can hear them talking about at certain parts of the game, you can hear them yeah, talking like about what happened, like what happened, what just happened. Uh, you know, or like stuff the part like that. where there's three hours of you and Eris walking through the that little uh, crane arm oh, spot God. that took two seconds, and she keeps. Talking. God, I hate Aerith so much. <laughs> or or re rehashing the fucking sewers twice when it was yeah two, right when it was two screens in the original. Yeah, dude, I didn't like. Uh, and so, uh, I, you know, another thing I hate, and this is a stupid, this is it's a weird bitch, but it's something that I really hated. They put these switches in the game, and you have to hold triangle to open them. Why can't you just press triangle? Why why does it have to be a fucking I have to hold oh, the button down or I have to hold R2 and L2 <laughs> or if I have to don't put QTEs where they don't make sense. Like I don't want fucking QTEs everywhere. And that's it's one so of the things I had a problem with the rebirth demo is there's a part where you're crawling across the fucking ground as cloud to get to Sephiroth and you have to hit L2 wait R2 wait L2, and then you have to keep doing that, and if you God. don't fucking do it, the whole scene just stays still. Sephiroth doesn't move, the villagers don't move, you just- What? Yeah, you just crawl, and then they move. It's just padding, dude. It's padding, it's, and it's I because, fucking hate that so shit. So they can say, no, 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 you don't understand, we, uh- it, it it's not just one it's, town of the it's game. It's for the immersion. You're getting uh you're getting you're getting a thirty to forty hour experience here. You're paying you're paying the, the ninety seventy to ninety dollars for a thirty hour experience, not just one single town. Remake like, was about forty to fifty hours for me. I feel like it could have been done in twenty five to thirty and it would have been perfect. I feel like it could have been done in three. You, oh, it was <laughs> <laughs> you you cut you cut the whispers, you cut the Sephiroth bullshit. Like okay. Could have been done in five, man. Cut cut the ending of the game. Leave it off at motor. Where you're where you're running through where you're on the motorbike uh doing that fight. That would have been a fucking awesome ending. I was hyped that entire ending of that fight until I got to the actual ending and I was like, fuck. 
And then that big, that big, the first boss from Kingdom Hearts shows yeah, up. Yeah, the fucking giant Heartless. <laughs> which, I don't, you know what? I, I get so fucking frustrated when people are like, it's nothing like that thing. Bullshit. It is literally that thing. The only difference <laughs> yes. is it doesn't have a giant fucking heart in its chest. I, dude, as soon as I saw that thing, I was like, oh, it's that fucking the first boss from the first Kingdom Hearts game. Dude, people are so willing to fucking jump in front of a bullet for Nomura. It fucking kills me. Yeah. And like, everybody was like, oh, it's not Nomura. Maybe it's not Nomura. I don't care if it was or not. That fucking thing is a heartless and you can't convince me otherwise. But all of this to say honestly is that i loved a lot of what remake presented as a final fantasy as a final fantasy 7 fan back in the day i love a lot of what they did and it's when they stay faithful or remotely faithful that i absolutely love the game and i have fond memories of it it's when they yeah. deviate so much that it is unrecognizable is when I have the problem. Yeah. Because there were things that I thought they did really well to recontextualize. The black-cloaked people that were the clones. The idea that Sephiroth is fucking with Cloud as early as he was. Because technically, he was. Yeah. At the you know, in the original mission. game, he was yeah, right fucking with Cloud. Mission. But you didn't really know that. You didn't know what was going on, but something was going Something on. was happening to your character. Yeah. They made it more explicit in the remake, and I'm I'm glad they did to an extent. Like the feather floating down from the sky, that was a really nice yeah, touch. Yeah, that they could have left. But yeah. when you leave the reactor, there's left a scene, and this scene bothers me so much because of of what it actually does. You're walking through the streets, and there's all these flames around you, and, and it's kind of like you're having a flashback in real life. Um. I would almost say it's like a PTSD flashback kind of thing where like you're in the world, but to you and your vision, you're seeing things that aren't there. So like Cloud seeing like Nibelheim burning and he's following Sephiroth through the streets. And like if you're a new player, you're like who the fuck is this guy, right? Yeah. And then probably 30 seconds to a minute later, you catch up with Sephiroth and a flame surrounding him or whatever and he's talking to you and and cloud's like you're dead there's no way you're alive and then he says the one fucking line in the game that bothers me probably the most i killed you with my own hands and the reason that bothers me is because cloud would not have known that at that time cloud when you go to the calm flashback in the original game Unless Cloud, in this version, didn't even get Mako poisoning. No, he still did, because he still says he's a soldier. Like, he still has oh, the whole Zack yeah, thing going on, right? Yeah, I guess. Because there's a part at the playground where Aerith mentions Zack, and it, like, phases out, and Zack doesn't hear, his, or Cloud doesn't hear Zack's name, because the the he has, like, one of those moments, right? Mm -hmm. And you see her mouth say it, but he doesn't hear it, and you don't hear it. Well, anyway, at the calm flashback in the original, Cloud, like, finishes the story and is like, and that's it. And they're like, wait, what happened to Sephiroth? Like, what happened? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fuzzy or whatever he says. But in Remake, he's like, no, I, I killed you with my own hands. Like, 
why are why are you here and it's like no you're leading the player too much like mm-hmm. leave sephiroth out of that scene if you want to have like a flash leave it to speculation man. right like, don't spoon feed it. it leave it to yeah. this is this is sephiroth but we don't know who he is yet and then when cloud catches up to him in that alley he's not there but there's a black feather yeah yeah and then you keep doing that and you keep give us, leading it up to it give and then, us the under boob don't show us the tits right off the bat you yeah know give I mean? us the side boob yeah yeah you I'm know an boob guy personally uh, okay <laughs> but uh side boobs good too it's like i feel <laughs> and maybe it's because i'm a, an original player and i'm not seeing it through the lens of a new player i don't it's it's like character fatigue. I don't want to see Sephiroth every twenty minutes. Yeah. Like, and then I literally think... right after that is the scene with Aerith, and then Sephiroth shows up in that scene too. Yeah, and it's the same scene as the Whisper showing up first, and it's like, it's like, dude, I, I get it. You're setting up a mystery with the Whispers, but leave fucking Sephiroth out of it. If this is supposed yeah. to be an actual remake, now I I'm under the impression. To me, this is my That's opinion. Such a cash grab, man. This is not a remake to me. This is no, it isn't. It's it's either it's either a, a reboot. It's either a reboot where yes, they're respecting the OG in certain aspects, but they're doing their own story, and mm-hmm. that's what they want to go with. The problem is, I don't know what the direction is. I don't know what their goal is with this game. I don't think they do either. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> and I know I know we're not supposed to know exactly what's going on. That's kind of the point. But at the same time, all the arguments are kind of null and void because it's like, okay, you say wait till the third game to find out if it's good or not, but I can grade each part individually by how good I thought it was. Exactly. And I did not think the ending of a remake was good. But again, those are things that I've voiced before, but I I loved most of the game. And that's why it pisses me off when people are like, just go play the original purist if you didn't like the ending. Shut the fuck up, please. I beg you to shut the fuck up. Like I didn't like I didn't like most of it. So two things. It's funny I because, because again, I didn't grow up like playing Final Fantasy VII. Um, I didn't grow up like loving it, or so I don't. I don't really have any nostalgia for it. I have nostalgia for it in the sense that it's a pre-rendered background, um, like early PS One game. Like you know what I mean? Like I get it because I played a lot of those, right? So I, I have nostalgia in that aspect. But for the game itself, the story, the characters, I don't really have any nostalgia. So. It's always funny when, because like the way, like when you talk about it, and then the way I've, the way you interpreted things, the way when you played it and continue to play it through the original, and and the way I uh, perceive things when I played through it and play through it are like so different in some spots. So like when you were at the part where the Midgar Zolom is like Hank spiked on that thing, and the way you said it, you're like. Did Midgar do, or did Midgar, did, uh, did Sephiroth do this? And when I got to that part, I, all I think of is like the memes. So it's like, did Sephiroth do this? Like, that's how I read it. <laughs> it's like, it's like completely different, like meaning to, yeah. to me <clears throat> than it would be to like somebody that played it back in the day. Right. right. 
same with like even like I, well I, I don't know if anyone can take this part seriously but when they're like like if you were to say this guy are sick <laughs> I get, to me it's like this guy are sick like like to me the things i like the reasons i like final fantasy 7 are for like it's dopey charms whereas like the reason like people that loved it back in the day love final fantasy 7 is because of like they they enjoyed the story the characters the the world and stuff like that and like to me like i don't those are like the things i don't enjoy about it for the most part the world i think i kind of like but the the characters and the story i would i've never really been a big fan of but it, it's like that dopey because it was like to me that was like maybe like final fantasy 8 and 9 had it but Final Fantasy VII really still leaned into that Final Fantasy V, like, super fun at some parts, like, did not take itself too seriously. And that's that's my perspective of, of Final Fantasy VII, and, the, and the, the things I like from it are those things, not so much, like, the serious elements of it. And the other thing I was going to say, and it wasn't so much, it wasn't so much, this isn't so much about the original, but the, uh, um, what's this one you want to call? Rebirth? Yes. So I honestly thought after after they saw like kind of the chaos that came out of remake and like the 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 split in the fan base, I honestly thought they were going to be like, okay, that was a mistake, sorry guys, and just like tell the next part of the story like how it was, you know what I mean? I, that's what I was fully expecting from from Rebirth and that's obviously not what we got. But the main reason I wanted to talk about this on on the podcast is because I, when I watched the trailer, I honestly thought it looked really good. Like, like I thought they did like a pretty good job, and I hated remake. Like, I I hated the combat like a lot. Like, I really really hated the combat. Um, I hated that it was it was basically Final Fantasy 13 game like other than the like not the combat but the game everywhere else to me was Final Fantasy 13 with a Final Fantasy 7 skin over. I mean to be fair it is literally all of the 13 creators on this project. I mean it's yeah remake to me and a lot of people are going to disagree with this remake is literally 13 with a seven skin on it. I mean I will say that 13 is more point A to point B than remake is. But if yeah. you look at the design style, it is literally the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And I, uh, shit, now I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> um, fuck, dude. You were talking about how uh, it was, like, obviously not the combat, but the design of the game was, like, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there wasn't really anything I liked in 7. Um, I thought the graphics were good, which is weird because the main bitch about the, the the main complaint, I should say, that a lot of the people had was like the the graphics were shit. The, the textures. I'm, yeah, but I'm not really like a graphics whore, right? Yeah. So like seeing seeing these characters, like I thought the character models looked really good. The backgrounds looked really good and the stuff problem, like that. The problem I had with the textures was like there was a scene where the plate had dropped And you're supposed to be, like, looking out on this expansive horizon or whatever. And instead of it being, like, 3D and rendered, it was literally a pre-rendered background. 
and yeah, it, it like looked JPEG. and it looked fucking <laughs> awful. And then there was like a a door on Cloud's apartment that was just completely not loading. It just looked like a blob. And it's yeah. like you know you've really you've made so stuff. much attention to detail to everything else, and then something that's like staring you in the face, and it's supposed <laughs> to be like this this gorgeous expansive like destruction scene looks like dog shit and it took yeah. me out of it a little bit and i'm not really a super graphics whore either like obviously i still love the original and i still play games to this day that aren't graphically beautiful mm-hmm. but it's it's because of how like close they are to each other that it's so jarring yeah maybe. you know what i mean it's it like didn't bother me but it's like, almost like you ever... if you took the original character models and threw them in remake yeah, you know what, do you know what I'm saying? Jarring. Yeah, I can. I see that. It's, it's you ever see? You ever like notice that. grapes in video games? Like grapes always look bad in video Dude, games. Dude, there was a giant meme for Endwalker for 14 because the grapes in in 14 looked fucking terrible. Dude, they grapes were always look bad. They were literally it's like impossible. A squ- like a weird like a, like a cone. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah grapes. Grapes so either look bad. like a cone or they look like a cone. With they literally released like a hot day. A uh, hot fix or an update that a hot date that that was literally one of the taglines was we fixed the grapes (laughs) (laughs) but even like like dude developers don't put fucking grapes in your game dude nobody can make grapes get what's even funnier about that is that the original model for the grapes was used as a like a giveaway at fan fest this year that would be cool they gave away the grapes like the actual blocky looking grapes. Yeah. As a fucking cool. it was hilarious, dude. I that's why I love the CBU three team, because they do not give a fuck. They just they embrace the memes, they embrace all the dog shit talk. Like they, they do all of it and it's fucking great. Dude, but yeah, grapes. Love grapes, not in video games. No. Don't put them in your games. Um but yeah, no. I thought it was gonna be uh, a return to form. Um, but when I saw, and then when I saw the trailer, um, the, the new trailer, I, I didn't like, I don't think any of the mini games in Final Fantasy. Really? Like, like they were really bad. Um, in, wait, in Rebirth or in, in, in the, original? The, the original. Okay. I was gonna say, I was like, and they looked fucking good in, yes. in Rebirth. Here's the thing. And they I tweeted, so good. I tweeted this today and I said, if there's one thing that replaying the intermission DLC for remake has told has shown me is that Square is either fucking phenomenal and make the best mini games they've ever made, like Blitzball, or they're fucking dog shit, like the rest of Final Fantasy X's mini games. Because holy shit, yeah, fun- they yeah, they that's they true. do a Fort Condor mini game in the in the DLC, and it's fun. You have units. Oh, is it? You have like each unit has a strength. Like you have your. Is it like a units. tower defense game, basically? Because the original yeah. was kind of like the like a yeah. tower defense game. It's it's basically a tower defense game, but you have attack units, defense units, and uh, magic support units. Oh, and it's really fucking fun. It's really good. I believe it. They all looked really good. Like and, honestly, yeah. The, and even the like worst the do- one was like. Remember the the like. The dig the VR fighting one. Yeah, that looks so good. I they're know. using like the like a better version of like the OG uh like models, right? Yeah, that- it looks like a like an HDified version. Yeah, dude, I can't wait till they put those in OG. Like somebody mods those very models in OG. Oh, I'm seven. sure, dude. Uh, uh, Suna mods 
does yeah, the... Yeah, there's uh, already some, like, really, yeah, really some nice some really ones. good mods. Um, but, I, but I want those ones in particular. Right. That, that's just so cool. Um, but, yeah, that's... And that's the thing, dude. Like, I... I can't imagine the Moogle ones any good, because that was all... Moghouse was fucking... They're all yeah. garbage in 7. Moghouse is like... You can't even call it a minigame. So I wonder bad. if they're going to redo the submarine one. The submarine one was the only one I kind of liked. The only one I kind of liked. You would like that one. I didn't. I don't know if li- likes a strong word. <laughs> yeah. It's the only one I didn't hate. Yeah, I should say. So that's the thing, dude, and that's why <laughs> I hate this right now. This game comes out as of this recording in twenty days, right? Oh, it's coming out that soon. Yeah, this is what I hate. I have a lot of pride. And the problem with that is, is that if I play this fucking game, I'm going to have to eat crow. Because I said to everyone, I'm not going to play this game. I refuse to play this game. I, you know, this now granted, this was a year and some change ago. But I I made all these statements like, no, I'm done. Uh, Like, I'm done talking about it. I'm done playing it. I'm done blah, blah, blah. And then I see the fucking trailer with the goddamn minigames. The trailer looks good, man. And I, I the only remakes. problem I have with the trailer is that they show the goddamn whispers again, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. And the Dude, only other you know problem, what fucking good in the trailer when the uh, I don't know what it's called. Like, the, is it the city of the ancients? Yes. When it was, like, building itself and stuff. Yes. Like, oh, my God, did that look good. That looked dope as fuck. Yeah, it did. And that's what kills me, dude. I love all this shit. And then yeah, I think about it. it on YouTube. And bro. I'm like. That's all I'm going to do. I love all this shit. And I'm thinking, like, <laughs> I I don't want to get sucked back in. Because I'm like. Just wait till it'll be free on PlayStation I'm like, Plus. In like because I months, know. Like the first one was. I know if I get sucked back in. And they do what I hope they don't do. I'm going to be in another state of wanting to fucking fight every motherfucker on the internet <laughs> that talks shit to me. And I don't want to do it again. And that's Dude, my problem, w- man. Just I, watch it on YouTube. Don't give them money. At, at the very I know, least, do I understand, not give them money for this I, game. I understand that, like... I can enjoy this on my own, and I never have to tell anybody that I do it. And I, I, but I'm gonna have to sit there and be like, I played this game, and now I can't fucking talk about it. But Here's then the I'm like, I should just talk about it because I'm fucking soldier first class. I'm on the internet all the time anyway. It's like just fucking talk about. It. I'm in a conundrum, okay? I'm in a fucking. <laughs> 30 here's midlife th- crisis here where here's I'm like, thing. here's a game that I've wanted my entire fucking life. And, and now I don't, up. and I don't know if I want to fucking play it because not only do I have it up. too much fucking pride. Number two, I don't want to get fucking heartbroken again. Number three, I don't want to fucking listen to people be like, I fucking told you so. It's like, oh, God to damn it. To me, it's like you just don't want to support this either. Like if it's they're like, fucking it up. It's like you're right. It's like I don't do want to support it. You play games on PC at all? Like yes. you have a decent PC? Oh, oh yeah, dude. I, re- I my PC that I built is like fucking a tank. Listen, brother, you don't have to pay a dime for this game. <laughs> I can, I well, can hook uh, a brother I, up. <laughs> I I do because it's not going to be on PC yet. Oh, yeah. Well, just wait. Fuck. You don't need to play it right away. Who cares? You know I can't you'll, do that. You'll find out that it sucks for free, and then you can just play the minigames. 
Like I, I keep there's games that I don't like, um, that I keep on my like PS4 hard drive because I like I just, I just fire it up and play the mini games. I like like don't get me wrong, I love like I love Final Fantasy X. Blitzball, I know. I, I already know. I play Blitzball all the time. I, I just fire it up know. and play Blitzball. I already know. And it's like, dude, I it your, sounds your problem is you get you get FOMO. Like you let the industry get to you. I know. Like, it's big a, time. But to be fair, it has worked out in my benefit when so it came far. when it came to the Elden Ring and all them, because then I actually got into the series and had a bunch of games I could play. Yeah, so far. But, but the problem is is that and this is such a weird issue to have as an adult. Like I'm an adult, swallow my fucking pride, just play the goddamn game, whatever, right? But do you want to support the guys that ruined what could have been, like, your, like, favorite game of all time? Right, and that's the other thing. Like, do I take a risk of this game being fucking standing against... It's everything I've stood for my entire life when it comes to storytelling. Or do I just fucking let it happen and let it roll off my back because it's a fun game? It's That's, still only going to be a half of a disc of a game that you're going to be paying seventy fucking dollars. Well, for see, that's the thing. The, the game, the, the game is now open world, yeah, and it's it's still it's going to end after fucking right, 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 right. It's going to end after City of the Ancients. Like I get that, but yeah, at least with this one, fucking right. But at least with this one, it's going to feel like a full I don't adventure. Because it's open world, it's got three continents. Like you go to Wutai, you oh, uh, by the way, Gilgamesh is in it. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, you go to three continents. You go to Wutai, the the continent that uh, Midgar is on, and you go to the other continent, which has uh, Gold Saucer, which Gold Saucer's in it. Like obviously because of all the mini games, like yeah, yeah, all the way up to how City long of the are Ancients they gonna there. dude? Here's the thing, okay? But I also worry about padding, because I'm like... It's going to be padded to the balls! You've got all this stuff, but at the same time, that's a lot of ground to cover. So how much... I mean, this game's coming out three years after Remake, right? So it's like, well, four, I guess, technically. Yeah, Um, it's four. Yeah, yeah, it's four. Because it was about March-ish when the first one came out. It looks this good after four years, and it took them five years to do Remake. So I'm thinking, like... Dude, what if they're done the whole story, and they're just fucking... uh, There's no way. Inject more padding and release it for $70. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's like, dude, I'm so conflicted, and I hate it because, like, I shouldn't feel this way. I feel like I should be, like, as hyped as everybody else. But there's a little voice in the back of my fucking head that's like, don't, don't do, it. do it. Don't do it, soldier. I'm the voice. Don't the do voice. it. Like, just... I'm, I'm the voice. But uh, at the don't same time, there's another It'll little... It'll be free on PlayStation Plus in two months like the first Prob- one was. Probably. That's but, how I played the first one. But FOMO's gonna hit me, and you know it's going to, dude. Just be strong. Have willpower for I us. don't. I Just play something else. You know what? Plan plan to play something else when it comes out. Like, come up with a game. Fucking get the get the new Yakuza game, man. I have the new Yakuza game. Are you playing it? Oh, you're already playing it? Yes. Oh, well, get another game. <laughs> what yeah, do I, I look mean, like? Money bags over here? No. Well, uh, you're going to buy fucking a game you'll probably hate anyways. I may not hate the game. I might hate the fucking ending again. Yeah. Uh... That's what but bothers thought, me too. Is that I loved all of the game until the fucking ending, and then after the ending, what? It's funny because I was like, 
this will be one of the last things I say, but it's funny because I was willing to look past the fucking crane stuff, the the forced shimmying, all the stuff that like I didn't really like, but I was willing to put up with until the ending. And then I was like, you know what? That crane shit was bogus. That, <laughs> that fucking that, that forced shimmy in that one spot. Fuck that. Like, that's so stupid. You You're know, like, like, wait a minute. <laughs> my wait a minute. anger. Fucked. My anger for the ending was, like, blinding me so bad that I was like, fuck this game, fuck everything in it, like, fuck, you know, it's just, it's, it's funny how you, it's funny how you can feel, I, I, dude, it's funny, so, all you sports fans are gonna know exactly what I'm talking about, Corey, you might not get this one so much, it's like the Falcons in the Super Bowl in 2016, they were up 28 to 3 going into the third quarter. Or maybe it was going into the fourth. I don't remember. I try to block it out. You guys anyway, have fourth quarters? Yeah. So we ended up losing in overtime after being up 28 to three. And during the whole first like three quarters of the game, I was like, fuck the Patriots. Falcons are going to win their first Super Bowl ever. This is going to be the greatest day of my life. And then we lost in overtime and it became the worst day of my life. And. I sat there and stared at a blank screen for 30 minutes because my friend turned the TV off. I was drunker than fuck. And I go upstairs and just throw up all over his yard. And threw up? Yeah. I was distraught as fuck. I was just fucking angry. That's what the ending of Remake felt like. That was what, uh, when Oklahoma City Thunder lost to the fucking Golden State Warriors. Right. Yeah, that was me. I didn't like, fucking puke though. Holy well, shit. Well, I was drunk, so obviously. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was drunker than fuck. Because I, I was celebrating. A... I was like, yeah, we're gonna fucking win. And then we didn't. And I wanted <laughs> and, puke it in the grass. And then I and then I wanted it in the grass. And then I wanted yeah, and then I wanted to die. But so I I I think the thing is, is um up until that ending, you like if you were able to look past the shortcomings. Because I think you enjoyed more of the game than you hated at that point. And right. then once that ending hit, you were like, you know what? Fuck this game. <laughs> You're like, time to point out every flaw ever to the fan base. Like, that won't go wrong at yeah. all. Um, but I I will say this, and this is the final thing I'm going to say on it, because I feel like we do need to move on. But I will say this. When it comes to maturity about the whole situation... I was not, I did not handle it well. I did not handle my feelings about the devs very well. I did not handle my feelings about the fan base very well, whether it was warranted or not. A lot of of what came my, not a lot, I will say about 50% of what came my way was deserved. In, in, in In the argument department. Not the threats, not the cancellation, not the, you know people fucking shadow tweeting me and trying to get me canceled or get my sponsorships pulled or friends getting phone calls at their works and shit. Like none of that shit was deserved. Like nobody deserves that shit. Like leave people the fuck alone, which leads us into our next topic, right? Which leads us into our next topic. But it's like, I am as much at fault for about 50% of what happened to me as the fan base is. And, and I will say that because over the years, I've been able to mature and get over it and realize that, like, hey, not every game is for me. 
and I'm okay with that now. Because like like okay, Soulsborne. Before I started playing Soulsborne, they were not for me. And I eventually got into them and was like, okay, you know, I'll give it a shot, right? Then I yeah. really got into them. But not that's not every game. Like not every game that's in the Soulsborne type is gonna be for me, like Lords of the Fallen. I really wanted to like that game because I thought it was gonna be, you know, the next Dark Souls for me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. And I'm okay that people like the game. It's just not for me. And that's where I'm at yeah, with remakes. There's, there's games I, like that for me, but then there's games that I will openly shit on. Right. <laughs> like, like I enjoy shitting on some games. Right. And sometimes yeah. that's and fun. Nothing and wrong it's with okay. That. It's like, and that's why I think, I don't think you deserved anything you got. Fuck them. Well, I might, nah, I, I might have been, nah. a tad, I might have been a tad bit aggressive. Nah, fuck them. They were aggressive <laughs> first. Yeah, I know you. You're not the kind of, you know what I mean. You're not the kind of person that would push back. That that would that would do that without being pushed. You know what I mean? Right. Like you 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 pushed back. But fuck them. Uh, well, say. the problem is, is that the way YouTube is and stuff like that. Like, you know, a negative comment hits you way harder than a positive comment. In my opinion, once you get to a certain point, because like all of the inadequacies that you see in yourself get reinforced by negative comments. But that's like human evolution. Like we've evolved to, in order to uh, improve ourselves. And that's what that, that's all that is. And is in order to improve upon ourselves, we focus on negative feedback because we see, okay, we can change this to make ourselves better. But if you see something from a, somebody you don't respect or give a fuck about or know, uh, B, somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about and and see somebody that's saying something that's not going to improve you or better you in any way there's no point in giving any validation to it right and that's my problem is because i started getting so many negative comments that i would start to feed off of them and not only add that spite and that anger to my next video Mm-hmm. But even people that were positive towards me were starting to feel alienated by my attitude. And to mm. those people, if you are still out there, if you're still watching or have me on social media or whatever, I genuinely apologize because I understand what I was like back then and I'm able to see it from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And if you were ever positive to me or ever supported me in any way, I would like to apologize because that's not who i am and that's not who i should have been back then right right i see i see where you're coming from as far as that goes right um but i i do gotta say the single best thing that came out of final fantasy 7 remake is our relationship really like it wasn't until the whole fallout from from 7r that that we really started like talking and stuff you know right Cause you kind of, you kind of like got ostracized and I kind of like, was like, nah, fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's kind of where our relationship started. Well, and it's funny because when (laughs) I think like we met in Ultima and we were both doing some shit talking in there and then we both just like mutually, I think we were also in square posting together Yeah, yeah. and we just kind of mutually saw each other's posts and was like talking. And then eventually we just started becoming friends or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that like the fact that we were shitting on the same game is why we're friends now. Yeah. Hatred brings people together. Right. Um, And it's funny because like, 
I wouldn't say that either one of us are like toxic. No. I I, I would say we probably have our toxic moments. Yeah, we but everybody but everybody like does swamp every now and then. Right. But <laughs> it's like, you know, I feel like and this is really going to transition into the next topic that we're doing, but Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's okay to vent as long as you vent in a healthy way. Yeah. Which brings us to our next topic, uh social media and the culture behind yeah. it. Yeah. Uh toxic co- social media culture and the we, fact that it's completely off the rails and there's no repercussions for anything anymore. I don't know if right. there was any repercussions for anything ever online. Well, I think uh you know really there has and there hasn't been. You've had people that get reported to the authorities and they end up do get taking into custody or they do end up getting lawsuits or you know, they do end up losing their accounts or whatever. But it's usually only like hardcore racism. <laughs> right. Or or like threats on people's like livelihood. And right. Stuff. That's usually the only time that they'll actually like pursue anything. But honestly, like I was kind of talking to you before the stream, and that's kind of why we got added this kind of topic into it. But there's a there's a a uh I don't know, YouTuber, I guess would you call him? Um David Content creator. Yeah, content creator. There you go. Uh, I, David... Just so we're clear, I I used to call myself a YouTuber, and I still I do every once in a while. I don't really like that term. I feel like it's a derogatory term now, because I was going back and forth in my comments section today with somebody, and they're like, oh, this YouTuber, Soldier First Class, and it's like, you're definitely using that in a negative connotation, and I don't like your fucking attitude. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, don't fucking do that. Don't be like, oh, that YouTuber. That's not who stupid. the fuck I am. Please That's don't do that. stupid fucking YouTuber. Yeah, like, god damn it. Just stop using that as a derogatory term. You're a, yeah. oh, do you want me to just be like, well, that fucking commenter, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not going to do that. Just fucking yeah. stop. The Twitterer. Yeah. The, twi- the Twittering. The Twitter. Um, but, anyway, but anyways, uh, He's a yeah, a content creator um, that I really respect and enjoy his content. David Vink, or I think he goes by David Vink JRPGs now, or something like that. Shout out um, to David; he's fucking yeah, awesome. Absolute fucking legend that guy is. Yeah, doesn't probably doesn't know I exist, but um, he knows he, I exist. Yeah, I know he fo- he follows you on on Twitter, Twitter. but um, he oh he gets so much fucking hate mail. Like so, for those of you that don't know, he is a j- absolutely jacked gay dude and like the nicest J- fucking jacked, guy ever jacked as fuck jacked like, as he is fuck. over the age of 40 and he makes both of us look like bitches like oh yeah holy oh, yeah. fuck is this dude jacked and this dude gets the most ridiculous horrible horrendous fucking hate mail like if you follow him on on twitter he'll post every now and then like the comments and stuff he gets and he he'll be like you guys tell me to ignore ignore nasty comments but this is the kind of stuff i'm getting and it's just like fucking horrendous shit and like i don't know how people aren't getting charged with like harassment hate speech like there's got to be something like i'm i'm all for um public uh like free hanging no no like public public freedom like you should be able to say what you want as long as you're not fucking ruining people's lives you know what right. i mean like like yeah sticks and stones may hurt my bones whatever the fuck socks <laughs> and balls impress me but uh, <laughs> but like 
but like there's a there's a point where it's like it's not funny anymore there's a point where it's like yeah you're you're only doing this to be harmful you're doing this out of hatred for a fucking for somebody just because they're gay like anytime anytime you fun of somebody for a choice they made you know what i mean like right it, like kingdom hearts fans for example <laughs> we bring them up all the time like final, final fantasy 7 fans Final Fantasy VII fans. People rip the, like, the bad if, if kind. Are, just to clarify the bad Final Fantasy VII fans, not all Final Fantasy VII fans. If you're going to make fun of somebody, make fun make fun of somebody for for a, some like a something they chose, you know. And and like, people that lick toilet seats for views. Yeah, make like, fun of those guys. Yeah, but don't fucking threaten their lives either. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't like, threaten their lives or their jobs, like or their families, like exactly. Uh, who was it? Oh, um. Laura Bailey, the voice actor, actress, sorry. She played Abby in The Last of Us 2. People were oh, threatening man. her newborn son. That's fucked. The Mary Jane stuff, too, from yeah. one of the Spider-Man games. Like, dude, when did we get into a society where it is okay to sit there and threaten a baby, for fuck's sake? Like, me and my friend Ray Kaufman, shout out to Ray. That baby would probably fuck him up, though, for real. All the time are like, we wish that some of these people that comment or tweet or whatever, any time that they tweet shit like that, that you are allowed to find out where they live and punch them right in the fucking mouth for mm -hmm. everything they say. Like Jay and Silent Bob Strike yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Jay and Silent they, Bob Strike Back. They like back. hunt down everyone on the message board and punch ding the doorbell. They answer the door, they just punch them in the yes. fucking face. That's what you should be able to do. Is just <laughs> That's what you should punch be able these, to do. Because everybody likes to talk shit. They're fucking keyboard warriors until oh, you yeah, punch them dude. in the fucking fucking cock holster. And oh, you're yeah. like right you're like, in the cock hole. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? Uh, there's, I actually sent you a meme a while back, and it's a UFC belt, and instead of it saying UFC, it's a keyboard. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like, dude. it's like these fucking keyboard warriors are so but it's ridiculous because anymore. They've gone for so long now unchecked. Like they're like, keep in mind now, there's a whole generation of people that have not known the world before the internet. Right. And I think right. that's why it's gotten so bad is because people think they can just say whatever they well, want and COVID lock anyone all the time. COVID lockdown, too. Yeah, I think true. it got worse over COVID lockdown, if I'm being yeah, honest. I think so. I think it did. Yeah. But it's like it's it's because people don't have to take any uh, have any repercussions for what they say and do online. And, yeah, I, and mean, I don't think it should be. I think there needs to be. Uh, like I said, I think the internet should be free, a free place. Like the, the day the internet isn't a free place will be a fucking horrible day. And I know there are like countries and stuff. Like I know obviously China, it's fucking not, but like even here in Canada, like they've, they've done a lot of things where they've tried to lock down the internet. Like they've tried it here too. Did they? Cause yep. it was like, Oh man, I want to say it was like quite a, quite a long time ago now, but uh, one of the one of the political parties here wanted to divvy up the internet like cable subscriptions. So this was before streaming was even a thing. Like Netflix didn't exist yeah. or anything like this. But they wanted to do like the Google package gives you access to websites like Google. Right. YouTube, they tried. I believe they tried to like do that, that here. And it's like, could you fucking imagine how horrible that would have been? Like stuff like that. The internet needs to remain free. But they also need to start making laws, I think, to protect people on the internet. I right. Think. Well, and my thing is, like, the nature of the internet is 
rooted in anonymity. Like, yeah. you can say whatever you want because you can hide behind a profile picture that's not even you. You can yeah. hide behind a name that's not even you. Like, usernames are... I mean, nobody knows who fucking buttfucker97 is because that's yeah. not obviously not your real name. You're fucking... What if it is? You're fucking guy out there. Cloud or Tifa profile picture hides who you really are. So you're not... It, all these horrible, disgusting fucking things that you say and do... Just go completely on whatever because nobody knows who you are. But if you literally, if like your workplace could get on your social media and see the things you post, you'd be yeah, fucked. Yeah. But and at the same time, I, I don't agree with that either. I think it's got to be like a law, like a, a police. There's got to be an online police. Right. Because, because workplace, whatever, you know, the things me and you are saying on this podcast right now would get us fired from our jobs. Probably. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just uh, your professional life as a, as a, as a worker at a job that you like pretend to be somebody else at basically all day. Right. And your real life are two separate things. But you, online, like, you can't treat people like that. And, let, like, you, A, you, like, you've got to be fucked in the head or not. You're all, I think a lot of it is, like, people projecting. Like, it's people that, like, straight up are not comfortable with themselves. Because this is how it is in the real world, too. It, if people are, like, generally people that are assholes and hate someone for being gay or trans or whatever, they're generally uncomfortable with their self and their own sexuality. And that's why they're they're so, like... <laughs> They're so shielded against that stuff, right? Like, oh, like uh, one of my one of my friends on Facebook um, mentioned uh, the whole the whole like there's like this this gay trope where like if if like you're gay, if a gay person comes out to a straight guy and the straight guy's like, uh, I'm not into that stuff. And it's like, that's not why I came out to you. Like, yeah, right. like I'm not interested in you. I'm just telling you that you're I'm my gay. friend. So I thought I could he, trust you with this yeah, information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. It's so it's people that are like uncomfortable with themselves and don't want to like either work on themselves or just be more comfortable with themselves or sit with themselves. And like, there's a bit of self-hatred I think is where a lot of this spawns from, honestly, but those people they have no right to treat people like this. Well, I think uh, another thing of it is too, is like they're miserable in their life. There's something in their life that they're lacking. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so since we were talking about final fantasy seven earlier, this is a perfect time to bring up what happened earlier today. And maybe yesterday too. uh, Kazushige Nojima, the writer for a lot of your, your favorite final fantasies, a lot of my favorite final fantasies, is still working on the Final Fantasy VII Remake project, and Jesse obviously dies in, in Remake and in the original game, and there's this guy, Jairus, that was online with several accounts on Twitter and was, like, tweeting at Nojima about how he needed to bring Jesse back to life and how, like, he needed to respect Jesse as a character better and all this other stuff. Just crazy Bro, shit, right? we all thought Jesse was a dude until well, four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it... I did. It escalated into... He literally sent, like, a tweet to Nojima saying that the Yakuza had been called, that they had already been paid, they knew where he lived, they knew what to do, they were gonna take him out if he didn't do this... For for this guy, if he didn't put Jesse back in the game and whatever, it's a fucking video game, bro. It's a goddamn fake woman in a video game. 
Calm your fucking shit, dude. Who like, I swear used to be a dude. Needs to fu- <laughs> needs to. Did fucking you think get Jesse? Help. Did you think Jesse was a was a dude in the first game? No, I just assumed Jesse was a girl's name. Dude, one of my, one of the kids I went to school with was Jesse. I know. I dude. there were there were guys named Jesse, but oh, I oh, for oh. for whatever reason back then I just associated Jesse with a girl's name. Oh, so that's oh. where I went with it. But like I could see where you would not think that. But anyway, I it's like you are taking a character and you're making that character that does not exist more important than the life of someone that does exist. Yeah, exactly. And it's like also, at the Yakuza point, doesn't work like that. Right. So be, this guy's probably not Japanese, like, at all. No, he's not. Uh, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, dude, you have, you are not, and the good thing is, after this whole Yakuza threat went through, Nojima actually asked for uh, help in, in getting, like, screenshots or whatever of the post. Okay, for and everything else, and, and I believe turns it into the Japanese authorities. And I yeah. hope, I hope that I he did. Really hope something happens. With I him. hope something happens too, because you know what? There, people need to realize that there are fucking consequences for your actions, and yes. it needs to stop. It needs Absolutely. to fucking stop. And Absolutely. if somebody sees that the shit they say can cause them to be in trouble. Then they need this stuff to, will start getting dialed. Then back. maybe stuff will start getting better because and and honestly, we need example cases. Like right. we need it where like okay, fuck you, jail time. Like you know what I mean? Like we need we need the we need internet laws and we need them to make example of people's. And the other thing on. is too is like, dude, this person clearly needs help. Oh, absolutely! Like clearly needs some kind of psychiatric intervention for their At behavior. That point, yeah, and it's like. I'm all for freedom of speech. I'm all for freedom on the internet, but there is a line and you literally threatening to call a mafia like body of, of whatever you want to call it, like the Yakuza, like the mafia, like the mob, whatever you want to call it is, is stupid as fuck. And to threaten, there's no way it's true, but true, but, you need to still yeah to stop like far. just yeah. don't go that far don't threaten anybody's life you leave know leave people alone if anything just don't buy the fucking game yeah play the original yeah. that's what we're doing right right <laughs> um i so, know wait i just fucking said that didn't i, I said if you yeah. don't like it play the original oh god <laughs> so it's the, happening the, the reason I was smiling during that whole segment is is because uh, now when I think of Jesse in original Final Fantasy VII, did you ever see the uh, the Secret of Mana? Like they did like that remastery collection. Yeah, the collection of Mana, and like it's kind of like three D. Like the character models yeah. were three D. So the main character from Secret of Mana looks like fucking Jesse from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> like that, like the hair, like that. Oh my god, that's what that. That's how I saw her back then. That's why I thought it was a dude, man. You know, the other thing about social media, too, is just how fake it is. Because, like, you have all these people that get into these consoles. Influencers, man. Yeah. So fake. Yeah. It's like... Oh, it's brutal. And people eat that shit up, unfortunately. They do. It's like... That's that's another thing that needs to change. But, I mean, at least that's not hurting anybody, really. Right. It's just... Well, it's it's just stupid because, like, social media culture... It just has all these different facets of, of how it works, and it's just like 
the grift is real really on, and on it's that shit too man it sucks and, and because again, like and there's still like no consequences for a lot of the grifting too like yeah look at logan paul that guy should be fucking behind bars for right like, if it was if it was the government he scammed instead of like a shit ton of people he'd be behind bars right you know what i mean it's crazy dude well and it's like you know you see things like okay logan paul and jake paul boxing yeah, I'm not saying they couldn't be legitimate boxers, but they're fighting guys that are fucking that yeah. aren't particularly boxers. And when they do fight boxers, they get fucked up like, yeah. like, OK, Tyron Woodley's a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Ben Askren wrestler Absolute wrestler. The Zero other guys they're fighting at all. They're the other guys they're fighting are like over the hill MMA guys yeah. that that don't In mean like anything. Late 40s, dude. And it's like, it's like, it's so fake. And you often wonder, and because of the fakeness of the internet, you have to wonder, like, did Tyron Woodley get knocked out for a $5 million paycheck? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? Because those guys are all making money off these fights. And the more money they make for the big names that they fight, and then everybody wants to see these guys lose because everybody fucking hates them. And they know yeah. that everybody hates it's them. It's the Mayweather method, right? Like, that's right. why people, that's why Mayweather made so much money because right. everybody hated them. Because it's them like, lose. it's like you want to see these guys lose. So you pay money to watch their pay per views. And even yeah, though sure you hate them so much, you pay to that's see them fight link. because you want them to lose. And it's the fakeness of it, dude. It's like, you think that it's fake, you think that they're having people throw fights, but you're still gonna watch anyway, mm-hmm. on the off chance that it's real, and they get knocked out. And that's how people make their money, off of fake bullshit. And people give fake yeah. opinions, they think that companies are going to just well, hand like them everything. Scams, like, the, it's like, all that shit. It's like all these fucking content creators that make stuff about video games, right? And then they yeah. suck off everything a company does because that company gives them review codes. Well, guess what? Yeah. I made fucking meme videos about Final Fantasy VII Remake and talked all the shit in the world about that fucking game, and that company still gave me a code for Final Fantasy XVI. So yeah, you don't have exactly. to be a fucking ass kiss all the don't time. You don't have to ride the dick all the time. You right? don't have to be fake. You don't have to be whatever. You can be real... And still get those opportunities, because at the yeah. end of the day, they're a fucking business. And if you drive traffic to their company and your channel, they will sponsor you. That is the whole point. They are yeah. a fucking business. They don't care about your fucking feelings. They want to make money. money. And if you make them money, they will give you shit. I don't care. what. It, I was a yeah. no-name motherfucker, and somebody wanted to give me a free projector to try out on my channel and I've never talked about projectors on my channel ever <laughs> but because I had over 20,000 subscribers at the time they wanted to work with me they didn't give a fuck what I said in videos they didn't give a fuck what my content was about cuz clearly it has nothing to do with final fantasy for me to have a projector did like, you get the projector no I turned it down son but, of a bitch I know Raid Shadow Legends wanted to fucking sponsor me. And granted, yeah, they, they always send me fucking they were, shit. I turned down $2,000 from Raid to not do the fucking thing because I didn't want to be scummy. Raid Shadow Legends, start now for free. Right. Fuck! We just did that without making two grand. Right. Why? I Why? didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to take their money because I did not want that type of image. To promote that kind of a game. Right. I didn't want to yeah. promote that image on my channel. 
Dude, I get like, offers you from don't the, ha- this- And I'm not, I'm, I just want to say, I'm not saying anything bad about people that take the money, because get the fucking bag. I totally, yeah, 100% support you in but that be decision. authentic at the same time. But, like, you have all these people that say, I play Raid Shadow Legends every day. No, you fucking don't. No, you mm-hmm. don't. Nobody does. Like Nobody plays Raid Shadow Legends. Like, yeah, it is one of the biggest games in the world, and I get that, you know, whatever. Is but, it though, or is that? But what most of the people I've never played Raid Shadow Legends no, a fucking day in my I life. I don't know anyone who's played Raid Shadow I, Legends. I would have to literally download the game to be able to film anything on it from from my phone, right? Yeah. But they were gonna offer nice. me two thousand dollars and be like, "Oh, here's blah blah blah." Like, I'm like, I don't fucking know anything about this. Yeah, or care about it. Be- and but it's because they're a company and they saw my numbers at the time and they're yeah, like, yeah. we have an opportunity to pay you to do this, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So it's not. I didn't care about the money. Granted, I would love to have had two thousand dollars, but I didn't care about the money at the time because I'm like, I'm making good money on my videos. I'm doing the videos I want to do, and I don't have to fill them with a bunch of ads because usually yeah. when people start doing a bunch of ads. They start losing viewers and subscribers because they're like, hey, you're you just a, skip the ad anyways. They're like, you're a set. Well, it's it's in video ad. So it yeah. would be. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like you you hit the 10, 10 second or 30 second right. button. And it's like, times. you know, I I just. Or if it's an old video, you you uh, you see the uh, the wave of like where everybody clicks to. <laughs> you yeah. Ever do that? Yeah, I've seen it. It's yeah. so funny, dude. Like the most replayed. I, I've had offers. And one of these days I'm going to take them up because it's there's that Star Trek mobile game. I think it's like Fleet Command or something. Yeah, it looks like a cool game. Like I'm a huge Star Trek fan, but I just don't play mobile games. So maybe someday I'll I'll, I'll take them up on the offer, but I'm not going to fucking stream it. I, I don't know how right. I would make a fun stream playing. a. Cell well, phone usually game. their offer is like you do an entire like five minute video on something or you do like a 60 second ad, like a read it at a ret readed a red ad through your channel or uh it's like like maybe you'd stream and play like an ad for it on your stream or something like that okay but it's like i i don't know i just star trek fleet command start now i've never taken a sponsorship that wasn't like a review code just giving out free sponsorships right right now like okay, so <laughs> free promos, baby. Funny story. So first soldier came out right, mm-hmm. and I had no interest that in that fucking awful. game whatsoever. First soldier, start now. For but because free. I was yeah, well no, because it's dead. <laughs> it's canceled. Yeah, uh, I was on their creators list for Square Enix, and they right. sent me a like a creator box and it had my name engraved on a on a metal card on the inside it was one of a kind for me like obviously other other creators got one but it was with my username on it so was there loot like real life loot there was stuff in it yeah um taken it (laughs) i got i did Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they they emailed me and they're like, hey, uh, do you want this? Like, we know you're retired, but do you want this? And I was like, no, it's okay. You guys can, you know, just give it to somebody else. And they're like, well, your name's on it. And I'm like, we'll just take it off. They're like, no, it's like on it. And I was like, oh, sure, I'll take it. So I took it, right? That's cool. But it's like, 
You know, I just never I took do... anything sponsorship-wise because, number one, I don't like running ads on my fucking videos. Like, mm. it just felt disingenuous a little bit. Um, I because, do feel like... Because Square I don't Enix... play those games, right? Like, I just don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't want to lie to my viewership about playing them. Yeah. I do feel like Square Enix treats its, uh, like, content creators or whatever really well. Like, it does. It's... They've been like sending them out to like like I know David Vink. They've been and uh, Unaleska. They yeah. like send them out to these like big fucking events and shit. Right, that's really good. The problem but is now though, if only their games. <laughs> if only their game quality would. Stay the problem high. I have though is that I am not going to kiss a company's ass for special privileges, and that's one thing yeah. I can say about Square Enix with with my relationship with them. I love the people that work there. Like, I've made friends with several of them. Like, I'm still in contact with some of them. Like, they have some of the best people I've ever met that work there. They're obviously separate from the developers and how I feel about, like, the games and stuff. And, like, I always want to say that when I talk about Square Enix, I'm not talking about the people that are behind the scenes that have nothing to actually do with the development of the game. Yeah. I love those people. I absolutely love all of them. They've been fucking incredible. I've never had a a bad thing to say about any of them. Uh, I've taken pictures with them at events. Like they're they're good people. Um, and so when I talk about Square Enix, I'm not talking about those people. Those yeah. people are great. And it's like I'm conflicted because I don't want to talk poorly about the company because they've treated you so well. Because they've treated me so well. But I am going to point out their flaws. Yeah. In their games. In, in their, their games. And yeah. it's so hard for me because I, and I understand why people don't want to talk about the flaws in their games because they feel like they're hurting the people that they know. But you have to separate business yeah, the, from the product from the from personal. Yeah. And even though your personal connections got you those connections business wise, those people are also professionals and they know that when you're talking about stuff, you're not talking about them. Yeah. Well, it's like if your friend worked at a company and their company sucked ass. Like, like that's a fucking terrible way to word it. That's <laughs> like if, if, like, I sell insurance, right? Right. It, it's like if you were looking for insurance and my the our rates were absolute dog shit. And it's like you want to support your friends, but at the same time, if if you're if you can pay like half and get the same amount of coverage elsewhere, like right. I'm not going to blame you for doing that at all. You just work there. You're not like exactly right, and that's the thing too. Like, I've had people try to cancel me and say, "Oh, well, Square Enix. You're going to talk bad about Square Enix. They should never work with you again." I'm not working with Namora. I'm not yeah, working with Katase. Exactly. I'm working with the Neil Pabones of the world that that worked there. I'm working with the Jericks that worked there. Like exactly. I'm working with those people, like the marketing team, the marketing team, the the social media teams like i'm working with those people the events coordinators and like those right kind of guys and and those people are all great and i'm not saying namora is a bad guy i'm not saying katase is oh, a bad guy. guy he's probably a great guy weird ass games i just don't agree <laughs> with his storytelling or anything like that i'm sure yeah. i could sit down and have a beer with him or smoke a joint with him which probably is how he comes up with his stuff but anyway like <laughs> i could i could hang out with these people and that's it sucks because you don't want to criticize somebody's life work, but you have to. Yeah. At some if it, point, if it's something you have you don't to. Enjoy, it's uh, there's no point lying. And that's what it. social media culture doesn't understand. Like 
all this virtue signaling, all this like cancellation yeah. culture, all this bullshit. Like, it's not about political affiliation or anything like that. Because I could give a fuck less about that. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'm not political as a as a person. Mm-hmm. I just want to be treated fairly. I, I want, want to people to treat other people fairly as right. well. And so, like, that's what I really hate about social media is, like, so today, I was talking about the Rebirth demo, I was talking about the Intermission DLC, mm-hmm. and it was the first time in years that I feel like I've been able to talk about 7R and not feel attacked. And it felt great. Right. It felt like people actually were hearing what I had to say. And a lot of that's probably because I've blocked all the toxicity out, I've muted words, yeah. I've muted, I've muted, like the people that were horrible to me and I've left, but I the... haven't, I haven't seen anything nasty. Like, cause I, right. would I be able to see that if, yeah, if I was looking, you, yeah, you'd be able to see it. Yeah. I did. I didn't really see anything like that, but I think honestly, like I, like I said, every single person I know in real life that loved final fantasy seven didn't like remake at the end. Of, once they finally finished it, some of them didn't even finish it, man. Like my, one of my best friends, Finney, he, loves final fantasy 7 like growing up he that was his game all the time he would say that was his number one game and i think still to this day actually it's probably stardew valley now but it was uh final fantasy 7 for years and years and he he couldn't even bring himself to finish the damn thing my my buddy mike uh dg online he huge final fantasy 7 fan and to this day it's probably his favorite game of all time and he finished it but he was like so when you told your story of how when you uh you finished I can't remember what did you say when you finished the game like you saw the ending what did, what did you say there I can't remember what you said When I saw the ending I had to sit on it for about a week and I wasn't sure how the world was going to react to what I had just seen Okay so this is what this is what my buddy Mike did okay so similar similar up upbringing as far as the game goes and nostalgia and growing up with final fantasy 7 and it being his favorite game as you right right this was his reaction the moment the ending happened he grabbed his controller he went to the menu he hit options on the game he hit down a couple times and went delete game <laughs> like he he just like sat there like what the fuck was that and on un- like uninstalled like immediately like that was his reaction and this is a guy that his entire life like these are people that are my best friends and we've argued for years that i've argued final fantasy 7 <sighs> isn't that great and they've argued well the it's the best in the series despite the fact that i've never played any other game in the series and, and with, like that was like an argument growing up all the time with these people, and one of them didn't finish the game, the other didn't, the other deleted it immediately after upon co- completion and said, "What the fuck was that?" Um, my other friend that loves it, he pirated it. <laughs> he beat it, but he pirated it, and it was like, "Man, I'm glad I pirated that." So it's like, yeah, I I'm, I think I'm over four right now when it comes to like friends that loved final fantasy seven that that liked seven r so i don't know how much the developers pay attention to the fan base i know they do but i don't know to the degree that they do square enix does because they keep saying in interviews that the response to what they did 
is going the way they expected, and they're excited because of the way it went and how the fan base feels. So to me, that feels that the the control group that they've seen enjoy it, enjoy the game, right? Like, are they surrounding themselves with like yes yes men? Though? See, that's you know what, what I, I mean? wonder. Like, are you seeing it from the perspective of all the people that we see like it? Or are you actually like going on Twitter and seeing, yeah, okay, these people like it, these people don't, blah blah blah? Because oh, Twitter is the best place. The way they see it, gauge that. But everything they've done so far has been a positive. But I go into like social media groups, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, etc., and it seems like I will say that there is a lot of people that like it, and every time I say it's fifty fifty, there's like, just as many split, people that man. don't. But when you have a game that you marketed as a remake of this game that a giant fucking group of people love, and it feels like a cash grab, man. You call it remake. It's not a remake. It's not the full game. All these people buy it, right? So all these people that loved the game, the original, bought it. Because guess what? That's what they thought it was. Well, now, guess what? At least half of those people did not like it. Some of these people might not even buy the sequel. You know what I mean? Like, well, and the other thing is like, okay, I would say that there are, I would almost say that there's more people that are undecided on how they feel than that like it or don't like it. Because I've seen a lot of people, and I mean a lot, that will say, I want to wait until the series is over before I make my judgment, or yeah, I want to see. I what, can get. Well, I can understand that. Or I, I want to see what they do with this scene before I make my judgment. And on that, I kind of get it because, like, look at me. I'm Actually, like, I'm like, if they fuck up City of the Ancients with Aerith, that's going to be my tipping point. That is where I'm like, nope, we're done here. Like, I'm cashed out. I'm out. Like, permanently, because that's that's the. That's the crux of the Final Fantasy VII story. Like that is where, yeah. in the original story, that's the tipping point, the big turning point. Yeah, the big turning point in the story is right there. But so when I said, when you just said, um, "Oh fuck," and I when I said I I can get behind that, I didn't mean I can get behind the people that are like undecided. I want to see where this goes, so I'm going to continue to buy seventy fucking dollars partial <laughs> games every I get what fucking you're four years. I mean, I can get behind the fact that I'm not going to spend a fucking dime on this game until it's all out and I can play the whole damn thing. That's that's those are the people I can get behind. I don't know how many people there are like that, but it's like there are a few. But I think there what are more definitely. more what I was saying was like they're going to wait for a specific moment in the game that they're looking forward yeah, to. They're going to keep playing. But I think that's a part of why they're fucking doing a fucking here's a little fucking sliver of the game for seventy dollars because they're. Because they know people are just going to keep buying it until they're like, they fuck up so bad. So they're just going to keep fucking delaying that those parts of the game. Like, it, they're, they've I, got you wrapped around their cock. That's what I don't understand what's going to happen with the last part. Because if we have so much, if we have all three continents in the game besides the North Crater, what is the third game going to be? If it ends at City of the Ancients. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna be snowboarding. A, yeah, after City of the Ancients, you go through the mountain. <laughs> you go through the mountains, and then like, the game's not very much longer after that. Like, 
Yeah, the it is th- weird that like disc two and three weren't didn't have like a whole lot compared. But I guess, but they were cutscene heavy. Hey, I think that's right. I think it was the FMVs and the audio. And stuff. oh, you know what they'll do, dude? They'll drag the fuck out of Diamond Weapon going to Midgar, and they'll just reuse assets from fucking R one. It'll be Godzilla like. Actually, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. But I, I thought it was Godzilla like in the original. But no, they'll they'll fucking re like they'll go because you got to go back to midgar oh let's make an entire game of uh, midgar yeah, you know actually that's true i forgot about going back to midgar after yeah, they'll yeah. Make a, that'll be an entire fucking game like oh that'll that'll so at least be one or two chapters yeah speaking of we got to hit this topic because it could be completely redundant two days or even before this podcast comes out the whole xbox thing the rumors uh the the educated guesses if you will the speculation of Xbox going maybe software only, but also maybe releasing their their exclusives on other platforms, including like Game Pass and stuff like that. Right. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it'll happen? And do you think it'll be a positive for the gaming industry or a bad thing? So I th- I think I think it's a bad thing if Xbox folds. Because as much as I'm a fucking, I'm a Sony pony, as they say. <laughs> I'm a PlayStation fan. I'm a Sega fan. At heart, I'm a Sega fan. But I'm a PlayStation fan. And I love PlayStation. But like, as any fucking company goes, if you don't have competition, you stagnate hard. Look at EA. Look at fucking pro wrestling, man. Pro wrestling was the best between like in like 1997 to like 1999, right? And then WCW went under, and it's kind of been shit ever since. So, this is a loaded question. I have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, Thought away. It seems like they're trending towards being an online-only Like a company. streaming service? Like, yeah, like a streaming service for the most part. I don't know if that... I feel like... I don't know where I read this or if it's even true or not, but I feel like I read somewhere that consoles don't make them money. It's the software. Uh, that's been true since the PS3, I think. Right. So they don't make very many, much money off the consoles, but it's the software they sell that makes them the most money, right? Mm-hmm. So if they have all these Game Pass subscriptions and they go to PlayStation, PlayStation's going to get a cut of that, but... Microsoft will still make money. Yeah, they'll expand their horizons by quite a bit. Well, this generation, I don't know, because there's not a lot of PS5s out there. Well, uh, they actually just released a thing that says uh, PS5s have sold 50 million, and Xbox has sold like 23 million or something like that. Yeah, but what was the PS4 at? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, like, I don't... You also gotta think, though, the, the... PS4 didn't go through COVID either. Yeah, but COVID should make you fucking want more. You know well, what I mean? Like chip shortage. Yeah, I know, but there's not. They, there hasn't been one in fucking three years. Well, that's why the PS5 sales have boomed. Yeah, I know, but like, here's the thing, man. I am a huge PlayStation fan. Okay, I I love the PS1. I love the PS2. Despite what fucking most people 
went for. I love the PS3. Like most yeah. people were Xbox. That was the three six. That was the Xbox strongest generation by far. Oh yeah, for sure. More more people at the start and for a very long time had Xbox 360s than they did PS3. I did. I had, I, a, I got a Xbox 360 before I got a PS3. I got an Xbox 360 late last year. <laughs> like I was, I've been PlayStation like the whole time. Really right? keeping up with the times, there, bud. Yeah, well, I needed to play. Uh, I needed to play those Burger King games, and I need <laughs> to play Blue Dragon and, and Lost uh, Odyssey. Lost Odyssey at some point. Um, but like I, it's not so much like I love. I love PlayStation. Don't get me wrong, but I hate Xbox. But it, as much as I hate Xbox, Xbox folding is a fucking terrible thing. Yeah, I agree. When it comes to consoles, you can't. Nintendo's. You can't, you can't let. Sony and Nintendo run the market. Well, and Nintendo's not even... I don't even see Nintendo as the same thing. It's almost a different thing now. <clears throat> right? Like, PlayStation's not competing against Nintendo. Everyone who has a PlayStation also has a Switch. Everyone who has an Xbox probably also has a Switch. Like, the Switch so, is a great I, console. I hate <clears throat> Nintendo. Yeah, I, I have... Uh... A Switch, and I have a PS5 and a PS4. Uh, I don't have an Xbox Series X, but it's because I, I have PC Game Pass whenever I want it. So it's like, yeah, I don't need an Xbox. That's but... the other thing with Xbox is like you, nobody's never really needed it because even I, I remember they did that. Uh, what was it? Games Windows Gaming or whatever the fuck, which it was, was the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah, and that flip failed. So then they just started adding. You could access like Xbox Live. Or a lot of Xbox games just came to PC after that. I so like, uh, I so for me, I think it will drive a lot of traffic to Sony. Obviously, because if there's only one console, and you can get Xbox games on it, the PS5 is gonna blow up. Yeah, it is. But like, no, it won't because there's no fucking games. I dude, but, I that, but that's what I'm saying. If Xbox games are coming to PlayStation. The people that have Xboxes are going to go out and buy PS5. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So I guess, yeah, if yeah. you put Game Pass, or let's say you don't even put Game Pass, let's say you put Halo on and PS5 Starfield and, and Starfield. Well, maybe not Starfield, but that game was ass. <laughs> anyway, but you put you Some know probably like you put it. Halo, you put Forza, you put fucking the other Xbox exclusives, whatever they are, There's you none. put those all none on PlayStation. Too. Actually, Forza's probably good. Those I'm Xbox really people are, are going to migrate to PS5 yeah. and PS6 and yeah. in the future. So otherwise, otherwise they would have got they would have just played it on PC, right? Yeah, they wouldn't have. Or an Xbox or they're going to migrate to to building PCs. Like I have a PC, uh, I have a PS5, Switch, everything. If you have the access to the games that you play exclusively on one console. And now they're exclusively on PlayStation. It's going to at least a third yeah, of your sales. Are, it's going to go up at least a third, probably. That's true. You know, so it's like right now, if Xbox were to say we're folding our console market, we're going to in the next three years, we're going to transition to putting our games on PlayStation and PC and Switch, possibly. Or whatever Nintendo's next console is. The Switch 2, I guess. Dude, they keep... There's been so many rumors about the Switch 2, and then nothing... They're all, like, based on, like, almost nothing all the right. time. Uh, but if they fold their console market, people are going to be driven to PS5. That's or true. PlayStation brand in general. 
So I think what we're going to see is either people are going to start investing more money in PC gaming or in PlayStation. The problem I have with this is that when you create a system that exclusively plays all of these games, that system can be... They can charge for that system whatever they want, and people are going to pay it. Yeah. Like, they could raise... It doesn't have... Well, I guess it kind of does have to improve, because it has to keep up with, like, the PC games that came out when that console came out, I guess, right? Right. But it's not... I don't know, man. Competition is healthy as fuck. I agree. You need it. Well, it's like... It's like... Okay, so this is an example sports fans will know. Uh, EA Sports... (laughs) Sports fans, come on, sports fans! Like I've yeah. never heard anyone actually say that. EA Sports <laughs> used to have competition with 2K when it came to the NFL, and 2K used to have competition when it came to oh yeah okay basketball. I see where you're going yeah MLB the Show used to have competition with 2K when it came to baseball, and now I feel like half of them are like pulled out of both, now eh? 2K is basically exclusively basketball basketball ea does football and sony does baseball yeah well now you start to see these sports games are all they're the same thing every year they take features out and sell them to you two years later as new features Mm -hmm. you have a lot of scummy practices like ultimate teams stuff like that where you pay real money for in-game cards that you use to have players You have all of these different practices. The quality of the games is going down. The amount of money that you're paying for these games is going up. And there's no competition because everybody has exclusive rights to the licenses to do these games. And because of that, that. fans are left unhappy. The games are the same thing every year with minimal improvements. And you still have people spending $70 on these games to play them. And the market is going to continue to go up. And the problem with that is, is that it's going to be the same thing with consoles. If yeah. you give Sony the ability to be the only console on the market, you're going for, to for you're modern not, gen graphical and because, frame rate games, right? No matter what you say about Xbox being lesser than PlayStation when it comes to sales, 100%. Like it I said, is still I am, competition. Yep. It is still going to drive PlayStation to do better and better every time. Mm. It's why we have these conferences where they talk about how good the other one is because they yeah. are competition. And if you yeah. don't have that competition, you're destined to stop giving a fuck. And that's yeah. the problem I have if Xbox folds. It's Think going of how to... predatory like the next PlayStation could be on consumers, right? right? I mean, and look at how much... And what are you going to do? You, you have no choice. Look at you how much either... the PlayStation 3 costs at launch. Yeah, no doubt. The PlayStation well, that's 6. that's a big reason why Xbox was so successful, too, right? PlayStation 6, when it comes out, is going to be horrible if there is no Xbox. Oh, my God. PS5 was overpriced as fuck. I still don't own one because there's still no games. It's true. There are no games, except for, like, <laughs> a few. Yeah. It's not um, worth buying, man. It's, not yet, it's... anyway. We're at a weird place in gaming right now. I I feel like we might be up for another crash, honestly. And I think it it's might, coming with AAA budgets the way they are and mm-hmm. the lack of games on consoles. I yeah, and the pre- I agree. how predatory like the other the games that aren't like super AAA right are so predatory. We like, need to get a, get away from this games as a service bullshit. One hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. MMOs are fine, but then you have like 
you have the Avengers, like Destiny, Chocobo oh, Race or Chocobo oh, GP, man. Oh jo- my yeah, god, yeah, Chocobo that GP, was awful. I was so excited for that game, dude. I know, dude, and it's I like I pre-ordered it. I was like, fucking. I was like getting like my group chat. I was or like my my Discord. We were all we were gonna do like tournaments and all this yeah. stuff. And it was fucking horrible. I remember the day it came out. I played it on my lunch break, and I immediately went into my Discord. I was like, "Fucking nobody buy it. Don't buy this game. It's fucking garbage." And and thankfully, like I prevented a lot of people who are gonna buy that game from buying it. Yeah, it's like I just wish that they would step back and be like. And go back to being consumer friendly again. Yeah, because back need, in the day, I honestly think we need a crash. There's enough I, games. I got a fucking big ass backlog. I'm I'm fine with there being a, a gaming crash at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, me too. If if that's what it takes. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like about it is that if there's a gaming crash, good people are going to lose their jobs. We're already yeah, seeing it right now, and that's the other thing that makes me think a crash is coming. Even though these companies are making billions upon Hands billions upon fist. billions in in the you know eighty to ninety billion dollar range, I mean Activision Blizzard literally just got bought for seventy billion dollars by Microsoft. If that you see all these people getting fired, getting fucked, yeah, let's getting put it, fucked. Let's, put it what it really is yeah getting fucked by the day at this point who's gonna make these games that we want yeah but i think here's the thing who's gonna market the games that we want a lot of there's not gonna be anybody there and it we're headed towards a crash it's going to happen i think so but i think here's the thing i think a lot of those guys because the film the film industry is in a huge slump right now, right? And I think a lot of... If the gaming industry crashed, I think a lot of, like, video game developers, directors, writers, and stuff... Like, there's a lot of good stuff out there. It's just being preyed on by by greedy CEOs and yep. producers and stuff like that. I, I could see those guys getting into, like, CG... TV series, CGI movies and stuff like that. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's there's good script writers out there that God, I hope we don't have games. a spirits within too. I hope we do. No, but like they they could do good shit. Like Kojima is coming out with the new uh he said he wants to do another tactical a- espionage action game, right? Yeah. And he's like he was heartbroken because he's like he's like I've always wanted to do a movie but like i feel like i need my home is in games i know what i'm doing here i'm accepted in this base and it was what's the guy's name guelmoro del toro wow guillermo del toro yeah that guy he said he said hideo you you basically are doing movies like you're doing things with this uh this format of media that people other people have never done before like Kojima has blazed so many trails when it comes to storytelling and like and stories and and like character development and stuff like that that if the gaming industry crashed and he was like a quarter of the way through this tactical espionage action game he could just easily pivot into a movie you know what i mean like these guys have there's guys that have so much talent in this industry and it's being wasted already right now. Yeah. That I think a crash might actually push them into the limelight in another industry. Right. 
and it could save the movie and, and TV show industry. Right. I was just talking about this with my wife the other day, and, and we'll probably start wrapping up here soon. But yeah, we were talking about this the other day about how tame everything is now. Like everybody is so afraid to offend anybody or everybody's yeah. got an agenda or anything like that. And that's why I think a lot of uh, like I could give a fuck less to see any of the movies out there right now. Same. Like everybody I see was the new got the what is it Godzilla zero one or Godzilla minus one or something like that. Yeah, I want to see that. But I that's do want to see that thing. Um, but I think like American based media right now has been in a it's giant really lull, bad. and it's because like, and this is not like me being sexist or anything like that, but. Look at that. Was it the the Marvels or some shit like that? Where yeah. it was like Miss Marvel and like Captain Marvel and like somebody else or whatever. And it was like an all female cast or whatever. Yeah. And it fucking bombed horribly, even though they put like millions and millions of dollars into it. Yeah. If you stopped predicating movies on the idea that you have an agenda behind it, and like for, forced diversity. Most people like would go and watch movies that had an all female cast. Exactly. Spice World. I think we Spice talked about World. This we talked about Spice World. Podcast, like man. if you it's stop dropping I, I get it, you have a message. But it's like we were talking with Remake earlier. Don't insult people's intelligence. Mm-hmm. Because the problem now is that film and TV shows spoon feed you everything. Mm-hmm. They explain character. And they tell motive. you. They, they tell you what you should think about it too. Right in the in the fucking movie or before the movie. Let people come to you, right? Mm-hmm. Don't force them to see your way. A lot of the big like cinematic movies and stuff like that. A lot of legendary movies had a message to tell you, but yeah. they didn't beat you over the head with it. Exactly, and, and that's why surrounded by good writing, like, and that's it, why you see a lot a of this story. That's why you see a lot of this back and forth on social media, because people are not wanting. Some people want to be pandered to. I get that. Some people don't. They want don't to be want to form to. their own impi- opinions. They Some people want to don't be want to told f- what to think. Right. Some people like to be told what to think. And back in the day, we didn't. You didn't. I mean, you had that, but. It wasn't as prevalent as it is today. And it's yeah. like, make movies for the art form. Yeah. Make film for the art form. Make TV and shows for the art form. Make video games for the art form. To Stop tell a story. To tell a story. You a can tell story. a story without forcing an ideal down somebody's throat. You can be subtle. You can leave hints. You can leave and clues. And I think that's why those Leave movies... people to interpret your movies, your TV shows, your games. Because if you don't, people are going to feel forced. Yeah. And I think I think the uh, the reason, like, like I, I don't want to say classic movies, but, like, movies in the past and series in the past felt so much stronger was because, A, the stories were stronger... So the message hits stronger because you come to that, you come to the conclusion and, and, and find the message on your own. You know what I mean? Like you yourself find the message in the movie. The movie isn't saying, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, honestly, I want to say Spice World made fun of what modern movies are today. Right. Cause like, they were like, blah, 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 girl power. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was like. They, like, made fun of that shit that ended up happening today. 
yeah. back then. Like it's and and that was like the comedy bit, right? Was like that kind of stuff, the over the top, like, and it's just like so many things like made fun of being told what to do and coming to that your own conclusion, forming your own opinions is what makes the message stronger because you found that message. You didn't. It's like. You took messages from it. Maybe the movie doesn't even have a fucking message at all. But you got you got lessons. You got morals. You got you got a great story. You met great characters with diverse, different fucking character uh, tropes and different like situations right. and stuff that they they had to evolve around and stuff like that. It, the person isn't great because they're a gay woman. They're great because it's a great character that maybe happens to be a gay woman. You know Silvando what I mean? from from Silvando Dragon Quest. from Dragon Quest Eleven is a fucking incredible character, and was not just this shoehorned token gay guy that was thrown in there for representation. Like it's it's the fact, and it honestly all it is is because it's forced. Anything that's forced isn't authentic, and then it's shit. That's what it is. It's not natural, and it's like it's not natural, and it's like you look at okay, for example, Final Fantasy Seven. Let's go with that. Text. Blocky characters. They had a message in the game, but they didn't yeah. beat you over the fucking head with it. Exactly. They literally were like, here's these characters. Here's what they're going through. Here's how you can relate to them. Go. And it's like, you didn't relate to Cloud. Right? No. I did. Exactly. So I and got, that's the message I got from Final Fantasy VII was about finding yourself finding who you are, becoming who you're supposed to be, and and in Cloud's case, it's saving the world. In my case, it was figuring out that I had a creative part of me that I had to let out, and that's what started this YouTube channel. And I got that message, but you didn't. No. You know? So it's like... I still enjoyed the game, but not as I, much as you. It was open to in interpretation what the messages were, but exactly. Sakaguchi did say that he had messages he wanted to put out there, but he wanted you to find them. Exactly. He literally said that. One of his interviews, he said, the theme of the game is love. I'd love for you to be able to find out why that's the theme and where it comes from. It wasn't like... Yeah, the theme of the game is love, and, and Cloud and it's Aerith and like Tifa love all and love each other, and blah, 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 and yeah. And he's like, it's about loss and, and stuff like that. But he didn't beat you over the head with it and say, you're supposed to feel this way. You're exactly. supposed to think this way. He was Look literally like... Look he's like, here. Yeah. Now he's doing this. He's like, I want you to find the theme in the game and the story I'm trying to tell. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I find a lot of like Hollywood media now doesn't pull that off. They don't try to do that. Exactly. They want you to know the message that they're going for before the movie even comes out. They're right. they're fucking already doing that stuff. Here's the other thing: like you could take you could take a classic movie. I hate calling them fucking classic movies. I'm talking like any movie like the year 2000, fucking 17 and older, basically. Uh, you could take any of those movies. Me and you could watch that movie. Me and 10 other people could watch that movie, all enjoy it for completely different reasons. Right. You know what I mean? You find what you like in the movie. And and it, because it's not forcing these things, it's not forcing you to try and like it. Like, it, it's just right. weird. But the one thing I do want to end on is this. The most important thing of all potential... <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth segments, all right? For you, 
for you, it's the Aerith scene that that could that could ruin it. All right. For me, it's two things. Okay. First, <laughs> when Kate Sith fucking dies and then comes back two seconds later. See, this is this is again talking about the fucking things I like about Final Fantasy <laughs> VII. And the things that some like you like about it, right? Like me, one of my probably my favorite parts. These are my two favorite parts in Final Fantasy VII. When Kate Sith is like, "It's all right, guys. I'll risk my life for all of you." And and the whole thing like collapses on him, and everyone's like, "Damn, he just did that." And then he's like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" <laughs> like two seconds later, he's perfectly fine. And then the second thing, the most important part in Final Fantasy VII. That they can't fuck up in the in in rebirth is if you have Kate Sith in your party. I knew, I when, knew, you, I knew, you, motherfucker, you, you were. You gonna... have Kate Sith in your party when Eris is dying. This is what you see in the background during that moment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if the, dude, if they put that in it. Fuck it, I'll buy it. I'll buy a PS5. I'll buy Final Fantasy Rebirth. If Kate Sith is hump is dry hump in the air while Aerith is bleeding on the end of Sephiroth's fucking sword, oh I will buy God. a PS5 and I'll buy a Rebirth. God, I stream the whole thing. I really, I almost want to edit that scene into the podcast for the video version, <laughs> just so that people know exactly what you're talking about. Because I almost guarantee. That about ninety five percent of Final Fantasy VII fans do not know about that. I will give them props though, because they did show in the trailer. Uh, was the Red Thirteen in the in the arm the yeah, soldier, the soldier armor. suit? Yeah. So you know we're getting fucking. I hope we get marshmallow suit Barrett. You do. And we get and we get dog dog in in a in a sailor suit going like this on the poop deck as well. <laughs> Actually, he's he's not in a the dog isn't in the sailor suit. The dog is in the the Shinra costume. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Shinra costume in the trailer. But in the isn't no, no, he in, in the original, he's in the in the Shinra costume too. That's when he's doing this. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was in the sailor suit at that point. No. Oh. oh. Only Barrett wears the sailor suit. The Mar Marshmallow Man yeah. Barrett. Barrett's oh. in the sailor suit again in in Rebirth. Did it show trailer or it was in the? Yeah, he was demo. in the trailer, I believe. Oh. Okay. What did so? What did the demo? Oh man, we should end it. We should end it. What did the demo show? Was it just just the just flashback, the, just the calm flashback? Oh, okay, okay. It was pretty dope too. Like, so how did they incorporate the mini games into it? Or that was the the interlude. Thing oh, or whatever. There was a uh, there's a piano in Tifa's room that you can play. Right. I did see that. Yeah. Right. 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 So okay. that's the only mini game in it, but. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, the you, dolphin, dude. The dolphin shit. The looks dolphin like looks Race sixty four. It looks dude, good. That's the ah. Uh, this is I why I fucking. I'm so <laughs> torn, dog. I'm so torn. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna legally acquire it once it comes on PC. Are you gonna be able to play it? I don't know. I'm sure I can figure something out. I don't know if your PC is gonna be able to handle it. Minimum settings. Just get me to the uh, uh, dolphin races. I don't. I don't. I don't know, dude. <laughs> get me. Get me to the dolphin races. When hey, it comes to PC, if Kate Sith is hump in the air, I'm getting it anyway. It's it's probably gonna come or uh, in, yeah, in a year Sith. or two to PC. So yeah, it's gonna be rough to play on a. Kate, guys, write write Square Enix right now. If if uh, if Kate Sith is dry hump in the air, while Aerith is is bleeding out. 
on his on on Sephiroth's blade, I will buy a PS5 and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. You heard it here, folks. All right. Well, that's about it. That's all we got. We ended up talking about Final Fantasy VII for at least most of this episode. Most of it, yeah. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, you got any, you got any final thoughts? None that the world would want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then. All right, guys. Thank you for listening slash 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 watching uh, on whatever uh, platform you're on. Don't forget we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud for the time being, and YouTube. Uh, This has been episode 15 where we were going to talk about social media a lot more than we did, but uh, here we are. (laughs) Might as well call this the FF7R episode. Uh, FF7R Xbox social media times. But... uh, Anyway, guys, I want to thank you all for listening to us rant like fucking idiots all the time. You guys are fucking awesome. Uh, But uh, other than that, I think we're good. So uh, unless you have anything else to add, uh, I think we're good here. Have a good one, guys. Yep. I'm your co-host, Alex, a.k.a. Soldier First Class. And I am Corey, a.k.a. Dookie03. And this has been The Gaming Effect, Episode 15. See you later, guys.